The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 13th, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She knows everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What a beautiful day here in Sonoma County. I have three special guests with me in the studio. I have Janet Reynolds, who's the communications vice president of the the Santa Rosa Democratic Club here in Santa Rosa, and she'll be giving us some insight into the club. Club and also talk about one of the debates that's coming up. And also, Janet is a writer, and I think she's going to give us a little bit of a, a preview of a, a play that was written by her husband, and I'm really excited to hear that. That'll be part of the interview. Also joining me in the studio is Melissa Willoughby, a 27-year-old retired elementary school teacher who is part of the team putting on the dot. Dr. Martin Luther King celebration. My goodness, another year has passed on January 19th here in Santa Rosa. She will be giving us some background on the event and talk about the poster presentation that they have every year. And also joining me as a newcomer to the uh, Martin Luther King program that we have every year is Maria Dwyer. She's the executive assistant at the Community Baptist Church and she'll be talking about their annual program. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Day on and not a day off. I remember when I first heard that, I thought, this is really interesting. At the, it's going to be happening at the Community Baptist Church on Dr. King's birthday celebration day. You know, it's a great concept. It's kind of in lieu of going shopping. You know, instead of going shopping, do something for the community to celebrate this, this man who has contributed so much to our culture and to our you know, into our life, you know, and the real date of his birthday is January 15th, 1929, and they always try to celebrate, you know, with the day on, day off, to, you know, the way um, around his birthday, and he was assassinated, unfortunately, and I will never forget that day as long as I live, on April 4th, 1968. You know, it's kind of interesting, my daughter's birthday is April 28th, and I remember, you know, I always would prepare, you know, by the first of the month, you know, it's always April Fool's Day is Ken and our anniversary, you know. So April had a great connotation to me. And here on April 4th, this man is, his life is taken so unnecessarily. And then I have a special treat, one of my regulars, who I think is on the phone right now, Leslie Graves. She's a member of the steering committee for the Sonoma County 2020 Suffrage Project and coordinator for the Women's March, which will be happening this weekend, Saturday, January 18th. And I'm telling you, this is going to be one exciting event. We will be there. Women's Spaces will be there. You come by the booth, and I'll be happy to give you a copy of the pledge. Also, the National Organization for Women will be there. They will be giving calendars and also just tons and tons. So are you there, Leslie? Welcome to Women's Spaces this morning. 
Thanks, Elaine. Thanks for having me on, and uh, a great lineup you have this morning. Uh, awesome to be here in 2020, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Well, listen, you know we we just have a short a short bit for this segment, and Leslie, tell us a little bit. Give us a little background about the Women's March, and I, I is there a theme this year, and anything else that you'd like to share? Yeah, the Women's March Santa Rosa 2020 is uh, actively. Going along with the theme uh, nationally, which is We Rise Together, I can't even imagine a better theme for this year. It will take all of us to rise above what is happening nationally and get women into uh, positions that we we want them to be in, correct? And uh, on the heels of it being the centennial of the women's right to vote and the 19th Amendment in the year 2020, uh, last year, last week, we just celebrated Alice Paul's birthday. As you know, she was responsible in uh, organizing the very first Women's March in 1913 in Washington, D.C., and her birthday was on January 11th. This is all about enfranchisement and representation. We may have the ability to vote, but we are still lacking in representation, both in positions of elected leadership as well as in positions where decisions are made. So um, I really reflect back on the quote by Alice Paul when she was asked why she was dedicating her whole entire life, 92 years, to women and women's rights. She, she said in response, when you put your hand to the plow, you can't put it down until you get to the end of the row. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're coming together. We all need to rise up together and really address these issues of inequality and inequity. And uh, we rise together with immigrants. We rise together with Black Lives Matter. We rise together with... Uh, with climate change and with a myriad of other issues that are affecting each and every one of us today as we look toward the future and a, and a brighter possibility. Well, I'll tell you something, Leslie, you give me hope. I mean, you, I mean, not only do you do a great job just coordinating, but you always have such wonderful, wonderful insights and information for us. And one of the things that I know that you've worked very, very hard on is to make sure that all the marches have a very strong level of diversity that all women are represented in. So talk about this wonderful lineup you have, these great speakers. I mean, it's just really exciting. Some of the, especially Molly Murphy McGregor is going to be your first speaker, I believe. Let us know who's going to be there. Yeah, well, the event itself is happening this Saturday on January 18th in Courthouse Square starting at 10 a.m., and we gather for an hour first with over 30 local organizations that will be in the square in order for people to find out more information, to take action this year, and to make a difference. And then at 11 o'clock, we start our program featuring the Prayer Chapel Singers. So excited to have them. As you know, obviously, with your panel this this morning and your guests, uh, MLK, Day weekend, uh, we ne- we need to show our respect and our honor, and and continue to do the work of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, also, we have on board Jackie Elward. Uh, she is uh, someone who lives in Roanoke Park, went for the Roanoke Park uh, City Council position in 2018, and and didn't win. And I think that it's really important that we understand 
when when defeat happens, that that is really a step up as well. It's not always about victory. It's about that process. And I think she'll share some insights as to what happened during her election campaign. And uh, and then we move right into Rima Macaron, and she is the executive director, very young executive director and, and founder of the Monarch product that, Project that brought us the Dreamers mural over at Montgomery High School and the beautiful butterflies that are going up around town that talk about immigrants' rights. And then we have Audrey Kornstein, who is the California Youth Empower Coordinator of the Women's March. So she's involved on a state level of the Women's March, and here she's a teenager uh, in high school right now, as well as Noah Paulson Schwartz who started her own organization that teaches about climate and redefines it for youth. So, so it's such important work. And moving on, we have Katia Robinson, who is not only Sonoma County's, but the state of California's Teacher of the Year. And she is a teacher over at Parkside Elementary School and was also on the picket lines last year, uh, fighting for better better wages and, and, and better representation as a teacher over on the west side. Can you imagine being teacher of the year and you're on the picket line as well? Um, and then we have, of course, we've got to address more about climate change. So that's a hot button issue. It's something that affects all of us and it, it's so detriment to society itself. We have Christy, Christine Bryan, who, excuse me, Byrne, who is Sonoma County's Sunrise Movement, um, Amazing, yeah. isn't it amazing how the youth is so involved? I mean, the way they talk and they and how they express themselves is just amazing to me, Leslie. Go ahead, go ahead, continue, my friend. Are you there, Leslie? Oh, we dropped her. We lost her. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear. Am I still on? Am, am I still on? Uh, okay. Well, let me, let me just go through this really quickly. I want to thank Leslie Graves. She's the coordinator for the Women's March. It's happening uh, this Saturday down at Courthouse Square in Santa Rosa. I think we're one of the only ones north of San Francisco that is actually having a march. It's going to be happening Saturday, January 18th from 10 to 1.30. And also the schedule is it starts at 10, 10 to 11. There will be tabling and gathering in Courthouse Square, music, children's activities, 11 to 12.15. The program and the speakers, as you heard, that Leslie just just listed these amazing speakers. I mean, I don't know where she gets her energy or how she does this, but she just brings some of the best people together. And then from 12.15 to 1.15, uh, there's going to be a march on the city streets in downtown Santa Rosa, and at 1.30, the event will conclude. And there is a, uh, a website for more information. Visit website, and it's uh, it's called the Women's March in Santa Rosa 2020. And also, just to let everybody know this is going to be listed on uh, Women's Spaces, and I really want to, I don't know what happens sometimes. we The phones are really funny, and you know, folks, we are live here in Santa Rosa, and <laughs> I come into the studio, I never know what to expect. So this is just another little, a little glitch, but I want to thank Leslie Graves from 
the bottom of my heart for all that she does. And also, she's very much involved with the 2020 uh, Suffrage Project. And uh, look, you got to watch watch your emails and watch your uh, watch Facebook because a lot of wonderful, wonderful events are going to be happening. And I have two I have two uh, announcements to make, and that's going to be on January 15th. That's this Wednesday. Uh, Dr. David McCune, Ph.D. He's the chair of the Political Science Department at Sonoma State University, and he's going to be speaking in Petaluma. It's going to be at 426 H Street at G Street in Petaluma. And uh, if you want to find any information about it, it's giving it's being presented by the Democratic Club of Southern Sonoma County, and you can go to uh, South. So no, it's S-O-U-T-H-S-O-C-O-D-E-M-S at gmail.com. That's a real important event that's coming up. And then we have another event that's happening that's going to be happening at uh, the League of Women Voters. They're going to be putting on a, uh, it's called Understanding the Ballot Measures, and it's going to be happening at uh, on January 18th at 2 p.m. right after the uh a women's March, and it's going to be at the Santa Rosa City Council Chambers at 100 Santa Rosa Avenue. And for more information, uh, you can find more information at V-O-T-E-R-S-D-G-E dot org. And remember, everything will be listed on uh, our website at www.womenspaces. Now, there's a very important event that's coming up on Monday, January 27th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Central Santa Rosa Library at 211 East Street in Santa Rosa. It's being put on by the Commission on the Status of Women, and it's called Voices of Sonoma County Listening Session. So what they're going to do is just listen to people and just just come on down. It's going to be at the library. Let's see what time. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. So there's no reason at all that anybody should be bored this year there's going to be so much going on particularly women and you know something it's very interesting i was talking to a friend he says well what about the men well gentlemen you are welcome to all of our events you're welcome to listen and to express yourself i mean we're going to be talking about uh Oh, a man that wrote an excellent play for women and you know we want you to be involved you know, this is not just women. This is women standing up, and we need everybody to stand up with us. And so I just I just thought that I would say that. Well, we're going to take a musical break right now. Are we ready, Ken? Are we ready? We're going to listen to Come By Here by Dr. Talking about Dr. Martin Luther King. We play it. I think I... I I think I played it last year also when uh, we had the interview to celebrate his birthday. And it's sung by Christian Lambs. And I believe it's appropriate, very appropriate for the, our, my next guest. That's going to be Melissa Willoughby, who's part of the team uh, putting on the Martin Luther King celebration on January 19th. And she will give us some background on the event and talk about the poster presentation that they have every year. And then, and which is a very personal thing to her because she started out with her daughter entering into a poster contest about what is about 35 years ago. My God, she's been putting this thing on for a long time. So she has a real 
real personal, personal interest here. And then we have Maria Dwyer, who's the executive assistant at Community Baptist Church, and she'll be talking about their annual program, Martin Luther King Jr., A Day On, Not A Day Off. And she's another person who's very, very dedicated to Dr. King and also to bringing a level of spirituality to our to our county. I love the Baptist Church. I love Reverend Turner. We give him lemons every year to make sure he doesn't get a cold and he can go on and give those wonderful sermons that he did. So a shout out for Dr. Turner and for all that these folks do in our community to bring about diversity and love. Amazing, amazing group. So let's go ahead, Ken. Let's put on uh, Christine's Lambs. Come by here, Dr. Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Your words we sing. Your words we sing. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Only light can do that. Hatred cannot drive out hatred. Hatred cannot drive out hatred. Hatred cannot drive out hatred. Only love can do that. Only love can do that. Vengeance cannot heal our pain. Vengeance cannot heal our pain. Vengeance cannot heal our pain. Only justice can do that. Only justice can do that. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Your words we sing. Your life we sing. Oh, I love the word love. Love. Love is a beautiful, a beautiful feeling. I was thinking love, you know, let, the first letter is L. Let's just let folks be. Just live together. Laugh together. You know, enjoy life together. I mean, it's, it's really a simple concept. I think it's a lot easier to love than hate. At least it's not as stressful. More exciting to love, actually. Well, for you just joining us, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM, Calistoga, Santa Rosa. And I want to remind my listeners, the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, its members, or women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. 
wow, I can barely barely say my name this morning. <laughs> Without further ado, I want to introduce my guest here in the studio with me, uh, Melissa Wellaby. Welcome, who is part of the team putting on the Martin Luther King celebration on January 19th, and Maria Dwyer, who's the executive assistant at the Community Baptist Church, and she'll be talking about their annual program, Martin Luther King Jr., A Day On and A Day Off. Now, I have these two women with me, and we're going to start off first with Melissa talking about the event that's happening and giving us a little bit of background. And before we start, Melissa, is it okay if I give a little information about you, a little background? Oh, sure. Thank you, Elaine. And I had you on last year to talk yes. about this, and it's it's wonderful that you have been so involved for all these years. Melissa Willoughby is a retired teacher, teacher working at Brook Hill Elementary School in Santa Rosa. She was influenced by her own mother's activism and influence, and she grew up believing in diversity and equality. She brought her daughter to the Santa Rosa Dr. King celebration about 35 years ago, and after that she got hooked, and after that she joined the celebration committee and now heads the poster contest. Well, welcome, Melissa. Welcome again. Thank you. Give us a little brief history in our county. And I, actually, it's it's a celebration that goes on all across the United States. Give us a little yes. background. Tell us about the celebration, when it started, and what was the motivation behind it? Well, the celebration started actually 39 years ago with Reverend James Coffey, Carol Ellis, and Mary Kay Moore, all activist people, being one of some of, them of some of the key people beginning the celebration, and they stayed with it for a long, long time. Um, I guess a group of people wanted to have a celebration here on the West Coast, and it's one of the oldest celebrations on the West Coast. What what is what do you think is important that every year that we are reminded about Dr. King? I mean, when you listen to the song that you heard, you know, you hear his philosophy, so you have a better understanding. But what is it? What do you think? Why is it so important that we celebrate? And who turns out for these celebrations? Yes, it's so important that we celebrate Dr. King's values are so important as they were back then and they are now. Myself, I really believe in connections, connections between people, the planet, everything, everybody. And Dr. King kept enlarging his scope and his vision of what he wanted in the world. Obviously, racism, it was a core concern and still is. It continues to be a big concern. And we just want to promote diversity. We want to promote people getting together. We want to promote people sharing together. Um, Sometimes I get a little disheartened that more people don't come to the events. Uh, We have a sizable group of people who do come. The, The event is diverse. It's a great opportunity to meet and rub elbows with people from all walks of life. And it's a very entertaining event. Well, you know, you brought up a good point. You know, when we don't know each other, we're afraid of each other. 
once yes. we interact, once we have a social program, once we come together, then we can we can begin to know one another, and we go beyond the color of the skin, beyond the religion, beyond the size of your body, you know, beyond if you're pretty or handsome. You know, you get to know people for people's sake. So it's very, very, very important. Well, I know it's a very entertaining event. I know that you have a lot of things going on. Can you give us an idea who's going to be there this year? Yes. Well, our keynote speaker this year, appropriately following the Women's March, is um, Alicia Alicia Sanchez. Sanchez. She's actually, you know, the president of our board of directors and also runs the office here. And wonderful speaker. You're in for a real. You're in for a real treat. Yes, everybody agrees about that. She's a longtime labor and community activist. And we're very excited to have her. So the other events we're having is singing um, oratory by a high school student, a poetry reading by a high school student. We had three high schools that were involved this year. We have the Children's Art Contest, and a children's program is going on for ages 5 to 10 as we meet in the main auditorium. Positive Hip Hop by MC Radioactive, who works with kids and adults and is just inspiring and wonderful. Benjamin Mertz, a musician, composer, will be leading the choir, which is composed of several choirs together. He leads Joyful Noise Choir in Sebastopol area. But he's combining anybody who wants to come. Well, you know, it's interesting. My take is the two things that I always walk away with is the wonderment of listening to the young people with the poems and the and the sayings. That to me is is to me is the highlight. And then, of course, to see the art, all the art, and we'll talk a little bit about the poster. But to see the singers, the choirs, you know, and the diversity. I mean, it's all races coming together, singing this beautiful music and celebrating such a beautiful thing. So I would like to just get into a little bit about the poster contest. I mean, what is it about it that you like so much, and what, what was your theme this year? Our theme this year is Live the Legacy, Make It Happen. Oh, I like that. Live the Legacy and Make It Happen. Yay. Yes. And um, the poster contest originally was to involve the younger children because the oratorical contest was for primarily high school and middle school. And now we actually involve the high school in the poster contest, too. Again, we always want more and more people to participate. And uh, teachers are very busy with so many things to do. Sometimes it's hard to get them going, participating in the contest. But we try every year. Well, you always have a beautiful display. Well, let's 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 bring in let's bring in Maria Dwyer now. Let's talk about this other this other leg of the celebration, which which I've been enamored with every year. I mean, we go to the church, we go to the service. You know, they have a lot of a lot of things. So, welcome, Maria. Thank you, thank you. Good morning. I'm really happy to have you here. This has been a long time goal of mine to make sure that I get the Baptist <laughs> Church and what they're doing. I'm honored. Thank it's you wonderful. so much. So, let me tell the folks just a little bit about you, please, Maria Dwyer. Dwyer is the executive assistant to Pastor Reverend Dr. Uh, what's his first name? Lee. 
Dr. Lee, Dr. Lee Turner, yes. Dr. Lee Turner. Well, it's Dr. H. Lee Turner at Community Baptist Church. Her roles include both administrative and ministry roles at the church. The biblical studies director, she works with all ages, as well as being the coordinator for Feeding the Homeless Picnic in Doyle Park and Four Seasons of Giving, which through donation provides those in need in our community with clothing, household items, and anything else that might might come in. She also oversees, and I guess coordinates, the day on, not a day off, the Martin Luther King Celebration and Day of Service. Well, welcome, Melissa. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, just how grateful I am to have a job where I'm able to help share the love of Jesus and encourage people. That is, well, that is the love. That again, here comes that word that love. love. You know, no matter how you get it, you know, it's really interesting. Ken and I went to uh, Germany about four years ago and we went to the Neanderthal Museum, and we saw there was like nine religious little plaques, and each one said the same thing, only in different words. Is Love your neighbor as yourself. What do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. I mean, that's that's as far as I'm concerned. Is as far as you have to go. If we yes. just would live that, it would be wonderful. Well, ta- let's talk about this idea. I love this day on, not a day off. You know, everybody go. You know, there's all these. I'm getting all these flyers for sales. You know, Martin Luther King, just <laughs> like everything else. So, so explain what is that the idea of the day and why do you think it's important? So a a bit over. 20 years ago, it was Pastor James Coffey, who was our pastor, Jane Bender, who was the mayor, and Brian Farrell, who was the city attorney at the time, gave support. Gee, I know them all. Right? I don't. I mean, I didn't actually get to meet Pastor Coffey, but I feel like I know Jane him so Bender well. Jane Bender actually plays bridge with my sister. Oh, great. <laughs> so anyway, just throw See? a little in Oh, there. good. Shout out. So they did. They gave support to this day through Community Baptist Church. And so we, the church has kept it going ever since, despite no longer having that kind of support from the city for it. But How long has it been going on? It has been going on for this particular a day on, not a day off, for just over 20 years. But the church has been celebrating Martin Luther King's birthday since before it was made a national holiday in 1982. So celebrating it, but this particular event, it's been uh, over 20 years now. Pretty amazing. And it's important because it... It's a community event, so it allows the community to go out and serve one another, which communities should be doing. And we offer it as a one-day event, but we end up challenging people to keep serving the community in different ways throughout the year. Well, what what does what are some of the events that you're supporting this year? So uh, we have service projects that we're doing. Right now we have Habitat for Humanity has one cleaning up one of their properties and helping um, out in Grayton. We have Social Advocates for Youth has two of them, some painting and some cleanup at some of their facilities. We have the Steel Creek cleanup. We have... um, we also have a cleanup out at Regional Park, which is through Parks and Recs, but um, we always we end up sending people out there as well. So right now, those are the ones. And we may have more as we get closer to Monday, but those are the ones that, that we can sign up for right now. Well, what's happening at the church? Because I always go to the church. I always see they're having a lunch. They're, having, they're doing something. There is so much going on that day, Lane. Yeah, so at the church, what we do is you come in and we have about, right now, about 12 to 15 tables of 
information, community resources available. Actually, I'm going to be there for the KBBF. You are. You are. I have all the pamphlets you need. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. So right now, it's it's just organizations within our community because not everybody knows what's available out there for them. So uh, what will we be doing? We'll have Habitat for Humanity is going to have a table as well as hosting uh, the service project. CAP Sonoma will be out there, California Homemakers Association. Every Woman Counts will be out there, and they will also be doing presentations on breast and cervical cancer prevention and screening. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So that they are amazing. They come out, Census 2020 and more. And we do. We, we host, we have a continental breakfast in the morning. We serve lunch to all of our volunteers and participants. And then we end the day. This is the big one with the, uh, the march. We march from the church to Courthouse Square, led by the Hubbub Club Marching Band. Oh, wow. And. That's another. That's Alicia Sanchez, who's going to be uh, your, yeah. your guest speaker. Her husband is actually part of the uh, the Hubbub Land. So See, we knew each other. You <laughs> didn't even know <laughs> it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It well, is. it's our community. You know, it we is. have a yes. community yes. of activists, and oftentimes uh, people make fun of us, or they say, you know, I have a poster, by the way, that proves that we're right every time we protest. Every time we protest. But go ahead, continue. What else would you like to add there? Uh, we have, um, we're starting that on Saturday, so after the march, so from 2 to 5, we're showing a screening at our church, actually, of Eyes on the Prize series, which oh. is a documentary on civil rights. So we'll be doing that from 2 to 5. And then Sunday is the Martin Luther King celebration at Santa Rosa High School. And then Monday will be ours from, from 10 to 5. So oh, my goodness. Exciting things happening. Well, happening thank you. This you know, week. thank you. And thank you so much for being here, Marie, for explaining it. I mean, it's a very, very important event that people yes. have got to come out to. Yes. So now we're coming to the end of this segment. So let me give you a few moments here, Melissa. Give us the time, the place, everything that's happening. And then if you could be so kind. Melissa is also give your time. Go ahead. The event on Sunday, which is entertaining and informative and inspiring, is January 19th, this next Sunday at Santa Rosa High School Auditorium. It's a free family event, and parking is on Ridgeway Street, right off of Mendocino. And yes, it is free. May I mention the names of the committee members? Go right ahead. Let's give a shout-out to all these wonderful people that put on the Martin Luther King event every single year. Go ahead. Yes. Ken Duncan, who gave a speech as a high school student years ago, is now an adult and a, and a father. And a great guy. Yes. <laughs> Barbara Halloran, always working for a long time on the committee. Attila Nagy who does so much for our committee. Everybody does. Reuben Scott, Nancy Vogel, Jan Prater, Reverend Lee Turner. And our newest member is Tina, who did a rap last year in the program. And I'm sorry, but I don't. That's Tina Rogers. Good, thank you. Tina Rogers. So we're very excited to have her on our committee. We're always looking for a diverse group of people to join our committee. Please come to our event. You will love it. Well, I saw Tina Rogers last year, and I thought she was just fabulous. I mean, they're all, the whole event is beyond. And like I said again, all the information is on www.womenspaces. Go ahead, Melissa. You give us the time, the place, and everything. Oh, excuse me, Maria. (laughs) That's okay. I've been called worse. (laughs) 
Um, so I just want to say, before I give you that information, I was one of the judges yesterday at our church for the oratorical contest. And boy, you are in for some passionate speaking. I mean, these kids, oh, I it know. was a tough, tough thing to judge because they just they speak from their heart. So you'll enjoy that when you come out on What's on so Sunday. amazing when you talk about the young people? I interviewed some from the Sunrise group, you know, with the environmental group. And I was, I was looking at them, and I realized when I was 16 and 17, all I worried about was who was I, my boyfriend and what my hair Amen. looked like, you know? <laughs> or, you know. I mean, and when you listen to these young people, it's so yes. inspiring. So and give I, us, I have to say, when teenagers come to our event, they enjoy it. It's for the whole family. So it's a whole family, and it's something to it's something to help your children evolve, to understand, to understand. Give us the time, place, and all that good stuff. Okay, so our event, a day on, not a day off, will be at Community Baptist Church, beginning at ten a.m., and that's at sixteen twenty Sonoma Avenue in Santa Rosa. And you can find more information on our website, which is www.cbcsr.org. Find it on our Facebook page, Community Baptist Church of Santa Rosa. Well, Melissa. Maria. And Maria, I want to thank you so much. And, you know, it's really interesting. Everybody's always so excited when they come here, and they don't know, oh, can we do it? You you both did just a fabulous job. And I you want to helped. thank you. Thank I you. want to thank you personally on the behalf of our community for all the good work that you do. You know, there's nothing like doing good work, folks. There's a feeling that you get that I can't even express. And then when you see the event go on and you see all the people enjoy themselves, it's just amazing. That's your reward. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much. Much Thank for you very us. much. We Elaine. appreciate your show. Oh well, boy, lots going on. There's no reason we need to be bored in this community. Come on. Okay, we're going to take a musical break. And you know, of late, of late, I have fallen in love with Buffy Saint Marie. I think she's one of the best singers that I've ever heard. And I had no idea that she was the one who wrote the uh, Joe Crocker, who we all heard up where we belong. And I looked at the lyrics on this song and I said, this is the song that I'm going to play. We're coming up with the Women's March. You know, I love I love the, le- the legals, uh, excuse me, the lyrics, you know. The road is long. There are mountains in our way. But we climb a step each and every day. And that's what activism is all about. We may not change the world in one second, but as long as we're all marching together, as long as we're all speaking out, particularly women, enough is enough. We want peace. So let's go ahead and listen to Up Where We Belong, sung by one of my favorite singers, Buffy St. Marie. And when we come back, we will have, I have the honor of talking with Janet Reynolds, who's the communication vice president uh, for the Democratic Club here in Santa Rosa. She will give us some insight into the party and talk about some interesting programs happening. Okay, so here we go. Alive. The road 
goodness i just love that song you know there's one line that she says there's one stanza here some hang on to used to be live their lives looking behind all we have is here and now all our life out there to find and i like to send a little message to the republicans in our federal government quit living in the past Let's start moving forward. We have some real issues here. Don't be the hangers-on used to be. Move forward to the future for our children. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest in the studio, Janet Reynolds. Welcome, Janet. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, let me tell our listeners just a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Sure. Janet Reynolds is the Vice President of Communications for the Santa Rosa Democratic Club, the oldest and largest Democratic Club in Sonoma County. She currently serves as the volunteer coordinator for them in the 20, uh, at their 2020 campaign headquarters. Her club duties include the club's Facebook page, website, Monthly dinner announcement and club's newsletter, The Donkey Tale. I'm sure that's all volunteer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Her main focus as a Democratic activist has been in voter registration. And I found out about, I think it was about six months ago, I went to the first meeting. Actually, that was the night that I joined the Democratic Club, that they had a wonderful play on. It was written by her husband, Bill Treziak. Did I get that right, Jen? Perfect. It was a wonderful, wonderful play, and it's called A Voice of Her Own. And I thought before, because we're coming into the whole suffrage area, and because this, I mean, this poem was so, I mean, this play was so powerful. I believe her husband, he was a former, a retired research librarian. Is that true? Reference librarian, A reference yes. librarian. So the information was accurate yes. and very well performed. So what I've asked Janet to do is give us about a minute and a half of this and she's going to read this for us and I'm really thrilled to hear this. And this is an honor of celebrating 100 years since we've got the vote. So go ahead, Janet. I will. <clears throat> an amendment to the United States Constitution that would allow women to vote in our national elections was first introduced on the floor of the United States Senate in 1878. It read, quote, 
the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Those few words were written by suffragists Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. In 1872, in Rochester, New York, Susan B. Anthony and 14 other women voted in the presidential election in violation of the law. Quote, May it please the court and gentlemen of the jury, on the 5th of November, 1872, there was held in this state a general election. The defendant, Miss Susan B. Anthony, voted for a representative in the Congress of the United States. At that time, she was a woman. End quote. That's what she was guilty of, being a woman. In, by 1911, the vote for women was on the California ballot, and on October 10, 1911, California became the sixth state to allow equal suffrage. A Santa Rosa Press-Democrat article wrote, quote, Sonoma County voted in favor of this measure by four points. Petaluma, Sonoma, Windsor, and Hillsburg all voted against allowing women to vote. Local support was only enthusiastic in Santa Rosa, where male voters approved it by a 14-point margin, end quote. Finally, in 1919, the 19th Amendment was adopted by Congress. When the measure hit Tennessee in 1920, it was a toss-up whether that state would carry it forward to achieve full ratification. It seemed clear that the men in the State House had enough votes to deny it. But one man had a telegram from his mother, Phoebe Burns. Quote, Dear son, don't forget to be a good boy and put the rat in ratification. Your mother. End quote. He listened to his mother, and the 19th Amendment was finally, enact, finally enacted by one fateful vote. Oh, Janet, when you read that, it just, my blood starts boiling, <laughs> because it took 72 years for us to get the vote, and we still don't have an Equal Rights Amendment. Yes. And we just, we couldn't even appoint to choose to substitute Julie Combs with a woman. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm I'm sorry. It's just it's okay. <laughs> what a beautiful reading. And Thank I you. want I want you to tell your husband Bill that it just when he when they said about the one vote, that's when I knew it was a historical document. Because when I watched Iron Shot Angels, that's what I learned, and I was shocked. Yes, I was totally shocked by one vote. They did us a favor, but we got the vote. And you know something, ladies, we have the vote here in 2020. And in November of this year, we're going to have an election, and we need to have our voices known. That's for sure. Well, thank you, Janet. Thank You're you so welcome. much for reading that. That was beautiful the way you did it. So let's let's get into the Democratic Club now. All let's right. talk about it. You know what? Why? You know how long have you been a Democrat, and what was your inspiration? What made you become, of all things, you became a Democrat? Why? I uh, actually, I was born and raised just outside of Boston in a Republican family, believe it or not. And uh, you had to be 21 to vote when I was a younger person. And so I initially registered as a Republican because that's kind of what I knew. And our family moved to California. And after living here not too very long, I Uh started realizing, hmm, not sure this is where I belong. And my bottom line is I care. I care about everything. And I realized that the Democratic Party allowed people that they care about the people, all people. They care about the environment. They care about what is happening throughout the world. And so I switched my um, 
voter registration and became a Democrat. Part of that was to, I would have to say, was Ronald Reagan becoming the presidential candidate for the Republican Party as well and walked out of that party very quickly. Well, that's amazing. How, how old were you? Were you about 22, 23? No, I was a little older than that. Um, you know, I was kind of busy. We, were, we had just moved here. I was still figuring out whether I really like living in California. I was, I'm a 10th generation New Englander, and I still call myself a New Englander. <laughs> But um, I, it took me a little bit of time to get there. But once I got there, I just jumped in off with feet, my full feet and heart and hands and everything else. Well, besides voting mm-hmm. Democratic, you know, you are so active in the club. Why do you feel it's important that people become active and show up? I know for myself, I was not active. My father was actually a union man. And then I, I grew up in a Democratic household. And I had gone from Democrat to, to Green and then... Uh, back to Democrat, you know, which I'm happy to be back. And what is it? Why is it important that people show up? What is? What do you think is important about that? Well, I think uh, you need to be an informed voter, uh, you know, no matter what your political uh, leanings are. And um, belonging to a Democratic club, for me, it's my community. I think people join organizations for that sense of community and you're with like-minded people, and you can feel that you make a difference in your community, uh, the the community at large. Let's say. Well, what's so amazing to me is that when every time I come to one of the meetings, I'm just amazed at all the organization. I mean, all the the steps it takes and how many people are involved, and that, that's commendable because I know it's hard now to hold people in organizations. So, congratulations! Thank on you. That. Well, another thing is, what type of activities? I know you have a dinner once a week. You have a yep. dinner once a month. Once and what a month. are some of the other things? And and right now you have something very important coming up. Um, well, our meeting is a week from uh, this Wednesday. It's on the 22nd of January. That's our next monthly club meeting. We meet at the Veterans Memorial Building on Maple Avenue across from the fairgrounds. It is a dinner meeting, but um, people can – we do charge – to uh, come to the dinner, but people can come to the meeting only. And this meeting on January 22nd will have a debate between uh, two candidates running for third district county supervisor, uh, Shirley Zane, who is the incumbent, and Chris Corsi, the former mayor and city councilman of the city of Santa Rosa, are running for this uh, spot on the uh, Sonoma County Board of Supervisors. And that election is actually held on March 3rd. So it's really important. People are informed as, as to, you know, what do they believe in? What are their goals? What are their uh, hopes and desires to to fill? Because it's a four-year term. Uh, so it's important that people come out. You're able to ask questions. I can give you information on how to ask that question. Um, and before, we, before we go into that, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of shocked. Yeah. Because I thought that the election for them was going to be in November. So you're saying that on the ballot, which is our primary election, when we vote for the president, we're also going to be able to vote for the Santa Rosa City Council. No, this is for the county supervisors. Oh, for the county supervisors. Right. Excuse me. Yeah, this oh, is for heaven's th- sake. Third district county supervisor is the, are the two people that will be at our club meeting okay. having a debate. And um, there's two other supervisor um, uh, supervisor seats in the election. The first district, which is currently held by Susan Gorin, 
and the 5th District currently held by Linda Hopkins. They're both running for re-election. Susan Gorn has a challenger, and I'm not sure if Linda Hopkins has a challenger. Wow, so the three women, oh oh my goodness, this is really interesting. Yes, yes. So it's very important that people come and listen, you know, listen to what, what they have to say. That's correct, because if you're not an informed voter, I don't know how you can measurably feel comfortable voting for an issue, a measure, a proposition, or a candidate. When you do these debates, <laughs> how do you decide who's going to be the facilitator and what the questions are? How, how do you decide that? Well, for this particular debate, uh, because it is a fairly highly contested um, seat on the County Board of Supervisors, our first vice president of programs is Alex Shore. And she will be the moderator of the debate. She's in charge of setting up all our programs throughout the year. And at, for this particular debate, we are asking people to send in questions prior to the debate. And I uh, hope that people will do that. Well, go ahead. Give us the instructions on how we do that. The instructions are if you go to our website or you can go to its, you know, the usual www. Our website is Demo, D-E-M, as in Mother O, club, all one word, dot O-R-G. And then you'll be able to find the instructions on how to um, submit a question. The deadline currently for that is this Wednesday, the 15th of January, to submit your questions. So you go on the website. Mm -hmm. Is there a a section or is it just... It'll be right on the front page. Oh, it's right on the front page. Oh, my God, you've made it so simple. Well, you have to keep things simple for people. (laughs) I I hate it when I have to go online searching for something and, you know, everything you look at, you can't find exactly the information that you're looking for. So, yes. Well, you know, the Democrats seem to have a good chance this year. Yes. You know, really. And, but this is going to be very interesting, this election. When you say it's heavily contested, you mean with the, between Zane and Corsi? Been- yes, yes. They're both very popular people. Uh, Shirley's been on the Board of Supervisors, I think, for three terms now. Chris Corsi was a very popular city council member. And the last two years, he served as mayor and did, a, I think, a very fine job helping get us through the fires, as did Shirley. They were both, you know, front and center at all the press conferences in 2017, uh, particularly when the fire really heavily hit Santa Rosa, the city of Santa Rosa. So, um, they, you know, they're both very, very popular people, and uh, we'll just have to see how it, how it goes. Well... We got we got a big challenge here in our yes, in our county for sure. Yep. So give us the website once again and the address and the time and the whole thing about the event. Sure. Our club meeting is on Wednesday, January twenty second, at the Veterans Memorial Building on Maple Avenue, across from the fairgrounds. The uh, club meeting starts at 5.45. Dinner is served at um, 7. We have a business meeting at 6.30. Dinner is served at 7. And the debate will begin at 7.30. Again, if you want to come uh, just for the meeting portion only, that is free. The dinner costs $20 if you're a club member and 25 if you're a non-member. And the club member uh, fee goes to any uh, person who belongs to any of the nine Sonoma County Democratic Clubs that we have. Uh, And you can join that night, too, if you'd like to. Um, I forgot what else did you want to know. Nope. Oh, I know the website. The website is democlub.org, I should say, slash 
newsletter and then look for the donkey tail and you'll find the the code to get your questions asked. Well, I want to thank you, Janet Reynolds, for being here and for being on Women's Bases. And I want to say thank you for all the work you do. And thank you so much for reading that wonderful part of the play. I, I would like you to leave that copy for me. I think I'd like to put it on our website so people can see it because it's such a great document on history. I mean, it's so hard to it's so hard to grasp that at one time as women, we couldn't even get the vote. And the most important thing is women are starting to show up. Remember, we're having the march on, on Saturday at Courthouse Square starting at 10 o'clock and also at 2 o'clock if you go over to the Santa Rosa City City Hall you'll see that they're going to be talking about the ballots and then of course next week on the 22nd of January we also have the uh, debate between Shirley Zane and Chris Corsi and of course Martin Luther King celebration next weekend next Sunday and Monday well that's it for our show folks a reminder tell your friends Women's Spaces will be aired again at 11 p.m. on Monday evenings tonight. I get to listen to myself. And also to let you know I'm available for speaking engagements and if you have any announcements like birthdays or births or, or an anniversary, please email me at womenspaces com. I'm always happy to announce. Remember the most important thing, if you got anything out of this show, remember our children are the future and we must never lose sight of that. And we have to speak out. Ladies, we have to speak out. I have been watching the letters to the editor and 85% are men. You've got to start speaking out. And I know there's a lot of educated women out there that can do that. Anyway, it looks like we're coming to the end. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And I want to remind you to stay involved. This is Elaine B. Holtz, and you've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. The woman in your life is you. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 13, 2020.